assist leader four times, steal leader four what times. So like he's wise. Like 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 you're making <laughs> a you're making a strong case. That's all like a top that five. That should be higher. <laughs> and I'm having seen Jesse Kidd on Junior's list. I don't want to put him in his top four. But that if top he one. is. <laughs> 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's edition of the Meredith Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne West, joined as usual by my co-host, Craig Davids and Thea Davis. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad and ready to get the cracking again this week. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, glad, doing, yeah, going good, doing good. Just glad to be back. Can't wait for this episode. All right, cool. Um, for this week's episode, we'll be doing something different from our previous episodes. It's primarily centered around NBA talk. We'll be rating our 10 best point guards of all time. We're joined by our special guest returning with us, Mr. Junior Gordon. How are you doing, bro? Doing good, doing good. Just over here masked up, you know? <laughs> all right, cool, cool. As I said, we'll be ranking our 10 best point guards of all time over the 75 plus year history of the NBA. There have been a lot of point guards, a lot of quality point guards, but we'll see how best we can fit our 10 best or isolate our 10 best. But for now, just join us. Stay tuned. Let's go. All right. So for this episode, we'll be doing something different this time around. We will be ranking the top 10 point guards of all time who've played in the NBA. You know, we have the guys here who may have their particular lists. However, we'll try to collate everybody's opinion into one official list as who we think will be, or who we think are rather, the top 10 best point guards of all time. So guys, we'll be basing our criteria on accolades, statistics, and also, you know, a few plays, few key moments where these players excelled above their counterparts. So stay tuned. We'll be, you know, having a little fun with the list, getting a lot of spirited opinions. But for now, let's go. All right. So as I said, I was going to list out, you know, number 10, whichever spot we're at, and you guys give me an opinion on who you guys would have at 10. We'll have a discussion for each for each um, ranking slot. And then we'll see how things look at the end. All right. So, gentlemen, for the number 10 spot, who do we have? I'll do it as a round table. Once I call the name, it does tell me who you have ranked as the number 10 point guard. And then at the end, if we all agree, we can move on. If we don't agree, we'll discuss. So, Craig, number 10. Who do you have at number 10? Um, the guard from Phoenix, I have Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Yes. Interesting. I mean, two-time NBA MVP didn't win. Yeah, didn't, didn't win the big prize, but... Didn't win the big prize, but, you know, eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. You know, pretty, pretty good player. Junior, who you had at number 10? At number 10, I actually had Jerry West. You have Jerry West? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. The logo. The logo. You know, 
so many finals, only ended up with one ring. I mean, Jerry West, good pick, good pick. How about you, Theo? Who you had? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. At 10. <laughs> Mr. Triple Double himself. Interesting. So here we have three different um, names at number 10. As I expected, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily related to all the names. It's easier to get the, the highest ranks, you know, in unison. But at the tail end, we expected a lot of, you know, difference. So, Craig, why, why, why did you choose, you know, Steve Nash yeah. from number 10? So, yeah, we're going for point guard. So, we're definitely going for, like, you know, the floor generals. But in why I say, like, I, all right, so I've I, between one of the two names, I have one of the names higher than Steve Nash because, end of the day, we're talking about numbers as well, and Steve Nash numbers are kind of pedestrian, really. Um, but definitely has to give credit for his, you know, his consistent fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three point and ninety percent from the line. So I have to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think like he's like the tenth best point guard for sure. Interesting, interesting. Guys, any any discussion about Steve Nash? No, any I of don't, you guys had him higher on your list, or was he not necessarily in your top ten? I, I have him, I have him higher solely based on him higher. We're not going to mention yes. why. Because you know, we're okay. going to go to that. So Theo, how about Steve Nash? Is he higher on your list or not on yeah, your list? Yeah, he's yeah, he's higher on my list. He's higher on your list. All right. So Juna, let's go. Why Jerry West? As number ten. Well, I wanted to make sure that I had, I wanted to make sure that I had at least one player in that I never actually saw play. Uh-huh. So because it would be unfair to like make a list that comprised solely of players that I'd seen play without like paying due respect to you know the players that came before them. So Jerry West is the one player that like I never actually saw play that I clearly believes should be in the tent Mm -hmm. and that's because i don't necessarily have oscar robertson as a guard oh as a point guard interesting Mm, very very interesting interesting i I, I mean i guess you'll get the reason for that because you know oscar robinson may be on the other guys list so before we you know when once we get to that part of the of the discussion we'll see how so theo why did you have russell westbrook as number 10 reason why I had Russell at number 10 was, you know, it was a very hard decision for me to make because he's a, a favorite of mine, but I had to think logically and also uh, put his entire career into context. Uh-huh. You know, I had, to, I had to use him as, I had to take his career as a number two and also as the best player on the team and combine it together. And it was a toss-up between him Peyton and um, Jerry West for the 10th spot, uh, but I felt like Jerry West and Gary Payton did more as the best players on their team. So that's why I decided to put Westbrook at 10 and put those two above him. Okay, interesting, interesting. I, I have points to refute, but I'll wait until, you know, the list goes, <laughs> the list goes higher, but go ahead. I know your, your, your views on Westbrook are pretty controversial so we'll, we'll just yeah, wait we, on that we, yeah all we'll right. wait all right so we'll just you know isolate you guys your list at, for each number and then once i you know I'll, I'll tabulate everything and then at the end of it all we'll run through the list and see you know you guys can critique each other's list all right 
So for number nine, Craig, who you had at number nine? Um, I have Jason, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Interesting. How about you, Juna? At number nine? Yeah. Uh, number nine, I had Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Ooh. Ooh. Very interesting. I'm going to ask why it is. I'll ask you to explain after. Must have, See, who must you have some gods up there. <laughs> who you, who you have here? Whoever, number nine. Yeah. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Mm. Gary Payton, yeah. All right. So, you know, let's... Number nine, we have we already got our number ten players. Craig, why why did you choose um for number nine? Um slightly, you know, increased numbers from Steve Nash, definitely more like all-star selections, NBA all-star, um, NBA, all NBA selections, rookie of the year, defend the defensive player, team selection for sure. Um mm-hmm. He has a ring. He he has he won the big prize as well. And then we have to um so far he's from what I remember from the list everybody list so far, he definitely carried his team to the dance, the big dance, the NBA finals twice. So okay. We have to give we have to give credit for that. Interesting. Interesting. How about you, Juno? Why did you choose Chris Paul for number nine? He's at number nine because like he still has an opportunity to move further up the ladder, being that he's a current player. Okay, understandable. I mean, for, but I mean, for him to be in the top ten based on what he's done so far, is in itself a good feat. Although a lot of players, I mean, Craig, you may have Chris Paul high on your list, right? Already. Yeah, yeah. What definitely. he's done so far, and Theo as well, right? Yeah, I do. All right. So I mean, Chris Paul being here surprised me, but I mean, I, I understand based on what you said. Theo, who you, what, what's your rationale for your player at number nine? Um, well, his individual accolades, you know, the all-star appearances, all-NBA appearances. Also, his nine first-team all-defense, nine straight years to be exact. Um, also, defensive player of the year, the last guard to ever do that. And also leading his team to the finals as the best player um, on his team. He did so twice, yeah? No, once, sorry. So, yeah. I'll go with him there. That's why I went to do him at ninth. Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. All right, so we got you guys um, number nine selection. So let's jump now to number eight. Just want to run through the list pretty quick, and then we have a discussion once we know who the players are and where they're at. All right, so let's start with Theo for this one. Number eight, who you have? Number eight, hmm. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Chris Paul barely ranked higher than what he was on Juno's list. That is interesting. Okay. Let, let me yeah. hear your rationale if it differs from what Juno said for his ranking of Chris Paul at number nine. Juno, who you have at number eight? For me right now, I have... <laughs> Don't laugh because I kind of <laughs> refuted this a little bit earlier. But I have Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson. Mm, interesting. Yes. Interesting. I mean, we're counting Iverson as a point guard. I guess you can explain yes. why you do so whenever we have that discussion. So, Craig, who you have at number eight? Just to finish this round. Um, yeah, my guy, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Your favorite player. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook is number eight. For sure. Russell Westbrook. 
ahead of Jason Kidd. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, because I mean, you want me to get into yeah, it? Yeah, you can start. You can start yeah, while, while he's there. He mentioned some stuff early and listen. MVP. Mm-hmm. The man careers are 23, 7, and 8, 3. Mm-hmm. We never thought, all right, when we're talking about triple double averaging for a season, the names we heard, kid, LeBron James can can do it. This guy did it three years straight. Mm-hmm. Two-time scoring champion. Come on, which is man. very interesting for a player. And then, and, and let's and let's let's he and another player who's not on my list, Derrick Rose, definitely smart. Revolution. It's more interesting that guard. you have him that yeah, low. Yeah, revolu- No, listen, because the other guys are better. Um, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, revolutionize the point guard position. Like he's making point guards right now in high school lift weights. Him, yeah, because they want to be athletic. He definitely revolutionized the point guard position. So that's I've watched Russell Westbrook at number eight. Okay, Juno, why Iris not number eight? Iris not number eight because they asked him to score because he was um. Like obviously, Alan Iverson, pound for pound, the best to ever played a game. That's not like no one will ever question that. Pound for pound, the best to ever played a game, regardless, like position notwithstanding. Alan Iverson was a, a physical freak of nature, given his height. So his ability to be faster than you, to jump higher than you, and to he wasn't a renowned defender, but like he could read the passing lanes as good as anyone. It was almost like a safety. Probably from his um, background in football, from like playing corner and safety in high school. And he was like renowned for that as well. But given the task, provided the task that he was like given, he had to make sure that everybody was happy. Yes, he took a lot of shots, but Iverson definitely got people involved a lot more than people actually give him credit for it. He was just really good at being an athletic freak of nature. Um, People consider him a two guard. I consider him a one with two guard ability. All right, so, so that, that may be the sticking point here. Kirk, did you have Iverson ranked on your list as a point guard or as a two guard? I him as a two guard. Oh, you have him at same tier. Did you have him as a, as a, as a two guard? Or a, you have him as a two as well. So that, I mean, that's pretty much yeah. the rationale, but the answer you laid out is probably because he's primarily a combo guard if you want to, you know, be yeah. frank, playing both positions. So I guess if you rank him here, which is fine, which is fine. Um... I'm sure if the other two guys had him ranked as a point guard, they'd have him in the top 10, right? Right, guys? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so we can move on to why Thea has Chris Paul at number eight. The reason why I have Chris is because of his ability to just play the position well. You know, he was just a true point guard in every sense of the word. His ability to run an offense and make life easier for his teammates so to speak and putting them in um the spots where they needed to be to receive the ball to go to work uh, made other players better versions of themselves for example um tyson chandler um deandre jordan for instance we could even argue guys who were talented like blake griffin he made life easier for them too or even um david west um but the reason why he's not higher on the list for me even though when you look at his career accolades you see you know, 11-time All-Star, uh, nine-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defense, seven of which were first team, assist leader four times, steal leader four well, times. So the like a top, why he's like, like a top, top five player, man. You're making, <laughs> a, you're making a strong case. That's all like a top that five. should be higher. <laughs> I mean, I, so, I, so I, the I, reason. Like, you're telling me so much. I want to yeah. know why he's at eight. 
the reason why he's at eight is because those I have above him, they carried their team a little bit further than he was able, able to as a, as a best player. While that was not entirely his fault because he did all that he could for someone that was barely six feet. But when you look at it, guys like Jerry West, what he did, Jason Kidd, for instance, Steve Nash, you know, back-to-back MVPs, and those guys, I, I, that's the reason why Chris is eighth. Not to, not to necessarily nitpick per se, yeah. but Chris Paul has suffered some injuries at key moments throughout his career that yeah. you know, played a vital role in him not necessarily moving yeah. forward more in the playoffs. Because key, like moments, 20, key moments for me, key moments for me look more like karma. But go, go on, go on. I mean, karma <laughs> is something, karma is something that, you know. Uh, all right, look at it this way. Yeah. Chris Paul had the Warriors on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Tore his hamstring. Yeah, that's just one. But no, we, 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 I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. And then, I, and Chris then, Paul well, has, well, well, and, then, and then, ja, and then, ja come down with a thunder and said, boom. <laughs> I don't know where he falls in, in Craig's list. Craig seemed to be a bit surprised that he's been called mm-hmm. so soon. But let, let's let's move on to find out where he is. Um, Theo, sticking with you, number seven. Ooh, number seven, Jerry West, the logo. Jerry West, interesting. Juno? Seven. Number seven for me is the one and only glove. Gary Payton. Yes, sir. <laughs> Craig, number seven for you. I'm going to go with Walt Fraser. Walt Fraser from the New York Knickerbockers. Yep. Interesting. Why Walt Fraser? Yeah, still as as um Junior mentioned earlier, just have to give like homage to people we haven't really seen, but we can definitely do research on, you know, seven time All Star, six time All NBA selection, seven times being selected to All Defensive Team, relatively better numbers than Nash and Kid and playing in the bright lights of New York. I mean, bringing two championships or being a part of two championship teams, I have to give credit to him where it's due. It's not understandable. Junior, Gary Payton. Gary Payton brought like a, a, he was a bridge in the league becoming a little bit newer where, you know, like the league was very, it was a, it was a very, I don't want to say strict, but the league had a particular image and Gary Payton brought like a particular edge and a certain nuance to the game that like allowed people to be a little bit more free with um, not just like mouthing off, but just to kind of like showcase their confidence um, a little bit more rather than like being preached about being humble. You know, Gary Payton, was, because usually that was reserved for like the big players mm-hmm. because remember it, it had always been a big man league, always. Yeah. And Gary Payton came in along with the likes of obviously, you know, Michael Jordan, and they're like, you know, I know this is supposed to be a league for giants, but like, I'm here, mm-hmm. you know, like if you want to talk, I don't care how big you are. I'm going to talk back. I'm going to push back. And on top of that, I'm going to score. But more importantly, I'm going to stop you from scoring. Definitely. definitely. That's good. That, I mean, by far the best defensive point guard, or the best point guard, point guard, the best defense of all yeah. time. I don't think that can be much debate. Um, Theo, Jerry West. Why Jerry West at seven? Oh, when you just look at what he did, you know, NBA champ, uh, 14-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, first-team All-NBA, two-time second-team All-NBA, played defense as well, four-time All-NBA defense, second-time, one-time second-team All-Defense. Like, 
just what he was able to do scoring wise and he was also a very good facilitator um for Lakers franchise that was uh one of the best back then and it's you know similar to what Junior said just paying homage to uh one of the forefathers of the game that I obviously never saw what? play because he played oh. Yeah. Don't leave out the most important part. Logo. Was, is, you remember what his nickname was? The logo. His nickname yeah. was? Wait. No, no, no. His oh. nickname. No, his nickname. Mr. Clutch. Logo. You know what it's? Mr. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason they call him that. Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's jump to the number six ranked point guard of all time, Junior. Who do you have at number six? Brody. <laughs> Russ. Russ. Russ on the edge of top five. Interesting. Ten for Theo. Mm-hmm. Eight mm-hmm. for Craig. Six for you. Interesting. Theo, who you have at number six? I always have this big debate with my friend between Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. But I'm going to go with Steve Nash at number six. Steve Nash at number six. Two-time yeah. MVP. I don't even want to mention it. <laughs> Obvious reasons that should remain nameless. All right. Craig, who you have at number six? Um, big old Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson. Yeah. Oscar Robinson's first appearance on the list. Interesting. So let's start and tell me why. Um, obviously one championship career numbers, 25, seven rebounds, nine assists, 12 all-stars, 11 NBA, all NBA selection, rookie of the year, Hall of Fame already. He's the, ori- well, the Westbrook point, he's the original triple-double king. Where I will, as I said, like I've never seen him play live, obviously, but where I give him credit is that and Junior, can, you can agree or tell me if you agree or not. Most older basketball fans, the older gentlemen and ladies as well, because we know ladies watch basketball, in that they take God of the cross, they think he is the greatest player to ever touch a basketball. Before, like, you have Jordan fans. Yeah, so. before Mike. Yeah, like they. Like, I've heard a lot of pundits and former yeah. players. Can't yeah, can't convince the older generation. Cannot. Swear. Yeah, Foster yeah, yeah. The, old, the older, the older, older ones, the older ones swear by. Swear on their life and their mother life. They swear, they swear by Oscar and the Doc. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two that they swear by. Yep. Not even Bill, but that yeah, like yeah, Oscar, definitely yeah. not Bill. Definitely not Bill. Yeah, but so like, I'm... but Oscar and and Julius Irving are the two people that. They're like, okay, like we understand that you know you have your Jordan and you have your Kobe, but this was our Jordan and this was our Kobe. Why Russ at number six? Well, you I have Russ the highest out of everybody else. Well, I mean, you, you kind of knew that was coming, but <laughs> um, Russell, similar to like, like Craig touched on it earlier, Russell, similar to Peyton, has essentially signal. Um, a transition in the league as far as temperament mm-hmm. and as far as what the ideals of a guard, not just a point guard, but a guard should be. And he's kind of pushed the envelope on guard responsibilities. Maybe not as much defensively because he's not the most talented defender, but the thing you'll never ever question about him is his effort. On defense, it may not reflect the way it does offensively, but his efforts are always 100%. He works out like a maniac, similar to LeBron, takes care of his body, which is why if you notice, even though he has had injuries in the past, he recovers well from them because he takes care of his body extremely well. He never has an off season. The only thing he does, hangs with his family, and then he's back on the court, similar to Kobe. 
hang with his family. Remember who remember who Kobe said his favorite player was in the league outside of Kyrie being his little pal? It was Westbrook. He's like, if there's one player that I love to watch in this league that reminds me of myself, it's Westbrook because he just, he wants your heart. He doesn't care. He has no friends on the court if you're not in the same uniform. Sometimes even if you're wearing the same uniform, you're not his friend. And I, I, I have a question though. Do you think sometimes that's a detriment to him and his team? His aggressiveness and his... Good question. Well, for any player that doesn't fit the status quo of, as far as behavior goes, mm-hmm. you're going to always have you're going to always have that question. But remember, they said the same thing about um, Gary Payton. They're like, yeah. you know, is it his attitude? They said the same thing about Michael Jordan. Same thing about Kobe. They said yep. the same thing about Kobe. So like, when you push that, when you step a little bit side, outside of that um, status quo that the league has set, you know, they try to have like a, a template for how you should carry yourself, how you should behave, how you should respond to things, regardless of how it may or may not affect you. He doesn't go by that billing. And people will always try to like box players in. You know, Nas said something that will forever resonate with all sports. People fear what they can't understand, hate what they can't conquer. I mean, another thing, can't... you know, is that that's what drives him. That's what motivates him. His competitive Absolutely. nature. Absolutely. A lot of persons that may express their competitive nature differently. Because, I mean, Kobe's not going to be screaming after every down. Neither is Lillard, who I think is just as equally competitive as Westbrook. It's just that Westbrook is a little bit more expressive. <laughs> yeah. More animated. And more animated yeah, definitely, than definitely. So, I mean, there are times when he, it may affect, you know, the performance or the output of his teams, per se. But I think it does more good because, I mean, it, it keeps him focused. That's one of the reasons how, that's one of the ways people focus. You know, if you're necessarily in your zone, you know, doing your own antics, you're not really in the whole fraternization with everybody. I mean, Jordan never... I mean, don't, never, don't, the only reason why I ask, because right, let's say... All right, Kobe, one of, if not the most competitive player ever to touch a court. And it's at like the same mold that Westbrook uh, um, came off of. Mm. But he know the big fella have to get him the ball because most dominant guy on the court, yeah. whatever. Even though Kobe is still dropping his numbers. Come, I mean, Westbrook. Oh, yeah, I got like to stop, right stop you right there. Yeah, what are you going to say? There were plenty of times, and Dwayne can attest to this, that Regular. Kobe did not get shot the ball. Regular. Let's Shaq turned to punch him like a couple yeah, times let's well. Not, let's, not give Kobe, let's not give Kobe a pass on this no, one. I mean, Kobe was plenty of times Kobe should have gotten shot the ball. Uh-huh. Like, I'll give you an example. For somebody who's probably on at least one of you guys' list. all four. Being, 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 exactly, in Chauncey Billups. In that finals, if yeah. Kobe had gotten shot the ball more, we're not talking about the Kobe, Pistons winning Kobe literally, at all. Literally ignored Shaq in that finals. Completely yeah. ignored him. All right, so let's jump to the top five now. All right, so let's start with, with Junior again. I'm a fan. Right, yeah. Steve Nash, man, have to be Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Just off, just off principle alone, Steve oh, Nash. Um, Steve Nash is a point guard's point guard. You know, um, the fact that he could shoot, and the fact that he actually had a mid-range game was just bonus. The thing that kept him from being higher, other than I don't want to use him not winning a championship against him. Uh-huh. But Steve Nash is arguably, well, not arguably, Steve Nash is by far the worst defender on anyone's top, top 10 list of guys. 
by far, by far. Like it's, I, I don't even have his name anywhere near defense. So <laughs> you, have to, to you have to understand. Kids. Yeah, you have to understand how good he had to be offensively in order to like have that part of his game be relatively overshadowed. Craig, we the, have the MVP, the M- five. Um, one of the best floor generals in history of the league, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Nice, nice. I mean, Chris Paul was basically hung out to dry on the other guy's list, number <laughs> nine and number eight. He was, he was at least on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean he is a foregone conclusion, I think. Be he, he, should, he should be fair. top five. I mean, he's at <laughs> top five now, which is interesting. I guess I, I, guess I don't... You, you basically said... Listen, when all, is, when all is said and done, when all is said and done, Chris Paul could very well be top three on my list. Okay. Well, your your point was that he still has more yeah, time. To, to give. So I mean, who knows? He may end up on a contender next year, based on and he's been floating around the league for the last couple of years. Who knows? He might end up on a contender winner ring and be a vital part of that, which will propel him above a lot of players ahead of him on your list. Listen, what, so, what, what, one thing cannot be said, even at age, he's about 36, 35 now. Thirty-six. One thing that cannot be said: wherever he goes, that team gets they better. Win. That Obviously. team gets better. No, they they don't just get better; they win. Yeah, Obviously. I mean, yeah. So new Pelicans get better and not Pelicans at the time. The Hornets at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously elevated them to their best stretch at any point in time. Then he moved on to the Clippers. The Clippers were like a joke before mm-hmm. to the point where when he got them, you know, Lob City, etc even though he was supposed to go to the Lakers, different discussion. But and then moving on now, the Rockets, the Rockets literally were More, contenders. Moments, yeah, literally. And that's not one thing we got there. See, who you have at five? Uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd? <coughs> Formerly known as Jason Kidd. Kidd. You know. Interesting. Yeah. I, I realize a, pat- <laughs> a pattern here. That may cause some form of controversy. Uh-huh. I mean, not necessarily. I, I see Craig and yourself have kid higher than Nash, uh-huh. which is interesting. And I'm I haven't seen Jesse Kid on Junior's list. I don't know if he's in his top four, <laughs> but that if top he one. is, <laughs> <laughs> based on that response, I see he's not listed at all. Okay. So. I guess you can move on. I mean, why you have Jason Kidd at five, by the way? Played both ends of the floor. I mean, he couldn't score a lick for you know, for you know, his early years in his career. Because if you're looking at his, he didn't even really care to score, but he he, he couldn't really shoot. If you're being honest, until later in his career. Uh, but just what he was able to do, you know, very good rebounder because he was a big guard, uh, passed the ball well, was a really good defender. Also led his team to the finals uh, twice even though the Eastern Conference was a bit weaker than the Western Conference at that time. But I just had to, I just had to, um, it, it, it was hard because for me, like it's, it usually fluctuates between Steve Nash and Jason Kidd on my top 10 list mm-hmm. for point guards. Like today I'll get up and I'll say Jason Kidd before Steve Nash, but tomorrow I'll get up and say Steve Nash before Jason Kidd. Like, okay, so today, really Jason Kidd before Steve Nash. Wait, this is, yeah, your, this but, is your what? This is your what pick again? Your your where on your list are you? Five. Are we right now? Number five. 
We're at five. Okay, all right. Just making yeah. sure. He had oh, kid at six. He had Nash at six. Kid at five. Yeah. Let's just jump straight to number four then. Who you have at number four? We have at number four. Um, give me John Stockton. I'll take John Stockton. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Interesting. Wow. This is going to be leader in This is yep. going to round out very interesting. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So without. Why John Stockton at four? At four? All-time leader in assists. And steals. And steals. He's also, also his longevity. You know, I mean, a lot of people knock him down because he played alongside one of the greatest sport forwards to ever live in Karl Malone. But, could, but hold on, let me cut to right there. You could argue that Malone benefited from playing a lot. Pick, the pick and roll. He's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, Godfather. Malone, 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 Malone set. I, mean, I, I never saw Malone bring another ball at the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Malone, Malone well, well, set less. Malone set less of those. Like, this is a fun fact. Malone set less of those tough screens than Stockton did. That's true. Just keep that yeah. in mind. That's true. I'm not saying I'm not saying that many knock him down, but I don't. You know, um, ten-time All Star could have been more, but with how tough the West was when he just came into the league and you know he, he took a while to get his footing in the league when he came in but once he did he just got on a roll and never you know let up until the back end of his career was Mr. Consistent if you're looking at it um, he played 82 games a season um, like what I'm talking not well in his early years he played 82 games but I'm talking starting all 82 games about 11 or 12 times he played all 82 games in a season as a starter. That's very rare. I think he's one of more. Craig, my dead fear. My dead fear is. Um, <laughs> number four, I have John Stockton as well. Interesting. All right. Mm. So we have Juna. At number four. Yes, I need yeah. to hear. <laughs> I, have, I have Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. You're joking now, man. Hold on. Zeke. Hold on. Zeke. Hold on. Keep on him. No, hold on. All right. Um, uh, well, you guys have Isaiah as a two guard? Nah. Uh, no. 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 Okay. I Zeke higher on the list. Higher Zeke higher on the list. But that's interesting. Let me hear why you have Isaiah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I think we all will agree on the next three being on our list as well. Uh, maybe you understand? Two, yeah. Two or three. So, so let's, just, let's just finish all our right, list. Cool, then. cool, cool. Because I, I think we will definitely have right, okay, you, want me, you want me to round, you want me to round yeah. up my list? No, you don't need to round. Right? Right, let's say for three. Whoever three. Put a little star beside Julian. Who I have a, who yeah, I have you will have somebody different than them. I, yeah. I probably no, not sure. No, 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 no. Sometimes you have to know to play poker. Yeah, um, I have Jason Kidd at three. Who? I have Jason Kidd at three. Jason Jason Kidd Kidd at three. I wonder how far this Balkan yeah. drop is. Who have a three? Who yeah. just rolling it I have Steph at three. Ste- Steph at three? Interesting. We have a three. Yeah. Craig? I have Steph Curry. Steph. Two. We have a two, Craig? Um, um, Zeke. I have Isaiah Thomas. I think it's the same, yeah, right? Because you couldn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right to you. Right to you. You have okay. Isaiah at two, right? Yeah, Zeke at two. Yeah. Oh. Uh, at, two at two, I have stock. 
Afghanistan. Oh yeah, stuck on that too. Alright. Uh, not bad, not bad. Right. And then yeah, number one yeah. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let me just write this in before I forget it because I don't want. Um, so man. at one, we have. Is there yeah. one A? Is there one point five Junior? <laughs> no, it's just one. There's only one. I guess everybody there's has magic on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irv. Irving. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Uh, yeah. So, I, I note a while ago that, <laughs> you know, at three, Craig and Theo had Steph. Right. You had Jason mm-hmm. Kidd. Yeah. Um, at right. two, Craig and Theo had Isaiah. You had John Stockton. So, where is everybody where is... had magic at one? Oh, no. <laughs> No. Steph, Steph, Steph for me, Steph is a two guard. I don't have him on this list. Uh, Steph is a two okay. guard. For me. Right. For me. If you have him on two guard, we'll make note of that because I'm sure we'll bring you back for when we're discussing. Oh, definitely. definitely. Shooting guard. You definitely. So we, we have Steph at two. All right, fine. They have Steph as a point guard, which is fine. Now, here's where the little description, discrepancy is. Oh, you have John, yeah. you have Isaiah Thomas at four. Uh-huh. Above Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Explain why. Um, Jason Kidd was just more of a pure point guard. Isaiah was a very good team defender. Jason Kidd was a very good team defender as well as an individual defender. Um, don't mistake good defense for being a scrappy player, which is what Isaiah was, which was the morale and the build of their team. That entire um, period in the league, them you know, being the bad boy Pistons in particular, they were known for like being scrappy, being rough. And a lot of times that get um, lost in the translation of what is considered good defense. A lot of times those games wasn't really good defense. It was just, just calling on yeah. It was just yeah, it was just calling on people. The Celtics did it as well. The Knicks with Xavier McDaniel and Hubert Davis and you know um, Charles Smith and John Stark, John Starks. Like those guys did the same thing, a similar style of play. I don't regard. Isaiah Thomas as the renowned defender that a lot of people put him as. But offensively, he did a magnificent job of tying together and being the glue for a bunch of relative nobodies to become champions. And that is why I have him at four and not higher because he was a liability defensively. He watched the games. You see that he got torched on defense almost every time, and he had to resort to hacking, falling out. He had he was he was renowned for being in foul trouble. Dirty. So, a very dirty player. Like um, the league wasn't so technical foul happy as it was as it is. Um, you know, after that, the league you know they, they clearly like cut down on you know what they consider dirty players. They were like, you know, we have to like get this out of the way. We're compromising the really good players in the league. They're getting hurt. They're getting damaged. Look at Michael Jordan. What if it happens again? We have to stop this. Isaiah Thomas was never, and I repeat, never. He wasn't even the third best defender on his starting fight, let alone on his team. But because of the morale of that actual team and having a Dennis Rodman, Yes, they took on his personality and they just fought for him. Yeah. They fought for him. And let me let me take one pedal back. If general managers and ownership actually fit Russell Westbrook with the type of players that Isaiah Thomas is 
um, front office people fit him with, we would have probably been talking about Brody in a completely different light. That is what I, that, that, this is what, this is the caveat that I was like waiting to touch on and to segue into just to um, show you that sometimes it may not just be the player. Sometimes it's the people that set up the player and the other players around him that causes the player to be reflected in a very bad light. And I think that they've done Westbrook a very, very strong injustice, opposite of the justice that they did for Isaiah Thomas right. by placing light parts around him. All right, so let me just throw some, some nuggets out there. Wait, cool. Before right. I go, let's wait. just isolate. Wait, so before Jason I go, Kidd. wait, before um, I go, I'll just say, like, for Isaiah Thomas, I'll just say, I think he's the best pound for pound, for pound player. Just remember, like, how miniature he was. Um, just before Kyrie, we all marvel at Kyrie's finishing under the basket. It was Isaiah Thomas before him, and his handles are so underrated. So I'll just, oh, no, no, 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, Kyrie and Isaiah are the closest thing you'll ever have to like each other in the league. Yep, yeah, right, so, so let me just throw some things out. Okay, all right, all right. So, Isaiah Thomas played 13 years, Jason Kidd played 19 years, that's six extra years. Okay, Isaiah Thomas was an all star for every single year except one out of 13 years. Cool. Uh-huh. Jason Kidd, 10-time All-Star. Isaiah Sam was a two-time NBA champion. Jason Kidd, one. Um, Jason Kidd have one more All-NBA appearance than Isaiah. Both of them were on the All-Rookie teams whenever they were rookies. You know, Isaiah was an All-Star MVP. You wouldn't count Jason Kidd as an All-Star player for the, for the All-Star. Uh, okay, I, I, I understand but, where, but, I hold exactly no. where you're going. Hold on, no. Hold on, no. Jason Kidd, nine times All-Defense. <laughs> Jason Kidd and Isaiah Thomas didn't taper off into the same into the same sun. I mean, Isaiah had a major injury. Isaiah had a major injury. Yes. So, yes. You know, Jason, Kidd, Jason Kidd transformed his game to fit into exactly. the Dallas Mavericks and, system and, and, here, and played a very key role. Here's where I think your point was. Don't remind me. For this, for this, um, Jason Kidd was a nine-time all-defensive team. Isaiah Thomas even won. Not even one. So the point you made a while ago about his defense and being not necessarily playing defense and also being a liability when isolated. I could see where you yeah, have Jason get higher, but I wouldn't put him there at all. Not at all. If I'm, starting a, if I'm starting an all-star team right now, right now, and Chris Paul is not available, and John Stockton is not available, and Magic's not available, if I'm looking for someone to simply run the team mm-hmm. on both ends of the court mm-hmm. on both ends of the court I'm going with Jason Kidd over Isaiah alright cool so let's look at the other I mean John Stockton I guess you'd have the same the same points as the other guys about why John Stockton is so, so high Magic contends us that Magic is the greatest point guard ever um, right. but Craig why Isaiah over Steph? So same for Theo. Why do you guys rank Isaiah over Steph? Yeah, as I said, like basically some of the points that um Julian was saying, and I added like the size, if I'm mistaken, isn't Isaiah Thomas like a bit shorter than Steph Curry, probably? Yeah. Yeah, six yeah. one. Yeah, he was, he was yeah, six he was six foot tall. He's around the same height as yeah, I was not Isaiah. Maybe an inch tall. Yes. 
And then the All-Star appearances, All-NBA. Um, and honestly, sometimes it's about the moments, like the battles that you've been through. Like, I mean, I, I just think like as the time was like more iconic moments listen, in listen, playoffs. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to let loose. If you want a Steph Curry still <laughs> in the, you know, or hasn't because I mean, so many finals, no finals MVP extra. Yes, let's get it out. I mean, <laughs> you said it not. You said it not. Me, <laughs> Zeke, even isn't there? I see. Was it the finals? Like he twisted his ankle or something like that, and like still yeah, playing. Like against yeah, the like, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, like come on, like Zeke. Zeke Top as nails. Yeah, I have, yeah. To, I have to give him credit for that. Passion. <laughs> but my point is this though, and yeah. I struggled with, and I agree with Junior based on his reason for leaving Steph out. Is yeah. Steph really a point guard? No, he's a shooting guard that he's a shoot. He's, he's a, a shooting, shooting guard, guard that plays another shooting. Guard that, no, he's a shooting guard that passes the ball really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that and and that passing is simply created by the fact that he's such a good shooter. If you look at the Warriors teams in the last six years, it's really since Draymond Green has been on the team, he basically has responsibility for initiating the offense. I mean, Curry's running around a yeah. couple of screens. Yes, he may have isolation plays. Is Steph really orchestrating things? No, he's not. And when he, again, when he does, just it's just a bonus that, you know, obviously the team is happy with and you as a defender just have to live with. Hasn't really done it. Hasn't really, hasn't, hasn't really done it since yeah. um, what that guy's name, since Mark Jackson was a coach, he hasn't really, you know, ran the show, so to speak. All right, so we've established the list. All right, so let's go over the final 10. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is not in order. It's just these are just ten players that we isolated as the right. It's just the consensus. Yeah, the consensus ten. All right. So Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Russell Westbrook, Isaiah Thomas, Oscar Robinson, Steph Curry, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Gary Payton, and Chris Paul. If we rate them as point guards, they would be in the top ten. All right, so thank you for joining us for this episode. We, you know, explored a new topic. We ranked our top 10 point guards, not necessarily in order. We kind of, you know, isolated the 10 best point guards we think are, you know, head and shoulders above the rest. Um, Join us next week when we'll discuss shooting guards using a similar format. So in the meantime... Stay tuned. Be safe. You know, mask up. Yep. Do your part in, you know, stemming the tide and this virus and this pandemic so we can all go back to living our lives as normal. But for now, peace. Peace.